This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. Or go to www.memyselfanddie.com. All of the show's playlists, social media links, and other material can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. The beams of the longship creak and moan as it cuts through the cold water, heading north, towards a fog-enshrouded land of pine-forested mountains and icy fjords. A lone figure stands at the prow, looking out at the approaching land. His ghost-white hair whips in the northern wind, and as the ship tosses up and down on the waves, he leans unsteadily on the strikes, favoring one leg. Absent-mindedly, he reaches down and rubs the bad leg, as though trying to nullify the old wound that still plagues him after all this time. A gnarled northern sailor, the ship's captain, picks his way across the deck towards him. There it is at last. The ragged coast. If all goes well, we should reach it by nightfall. The white-haired man nods absently, his mind far away. You have been silent since we found you, stranger clinging for life to that broken spar. I don't know which fates plucked you up and tossed you into the northern sea, nor do I know which ones allowed us to find you in uncharted waters far from any lands I know. But only a man of extreme will could have survived such an ordeal. I'd wager the iron in my spear that such a man has a purpose. The white-haired man returns his eyes to the shadow of the coastline, drawing ever nearer. The only purpose worth having, a vow. Long have I been away from the Ironlands, and long have I left that vow unfulfilled. But no more. My name is Arn Kalapunki, and I am coming home. Well, hello and welcome back once again to Me, Myself, and I, Season 2. I am, as always, your GM host and player, Trevor Deval. Thanks for tuning in to Season 2 of Me, Myself, and I, the long-awaited Season 2 of Me, Myself, and I. We are going to be following the adventures, the continuing adventures, of Arn Kalapunki as he heads north to the Ironlands there to fulfill a vow, the likes of which we don't exactly know yet. We will discover what that vow is. Now, we will be using the Iron Sworn system. So as Sean explains in the book, in order to make any move, you make an action roll, which is you take a d6, you add uh, your applicable stat and any modifiers, and you compare that to the result of two different d10 rolls. Those are called the challenge dice. If your total number of the d6 and your mods and your stat is over both of the numbers on the d10, you get a strong hit. This is basically a yes and result. In other words, yes, you succeed, and you probably get a little something extra on the side. If your total score is over only one of those d10 results, then that is a weak hit. You could consider that a yes but result. In other words, yes, you succeed, but there is a slight complication that goes along with it. And if your action score, if your total of the d6 and your stat and modifiers equals or is less than both of the d10s, that is a miss, and at which point you have to pay the price. Now, if those d10s come up 
The same number, that's called a match. And what that means is there's something interesting that happens. It could also be an opportunity to roll a random event, depending on how you want to handle the situation. Uh, so I, I do want to say that I will be using only the Iron Sworn book and nothing else. I'm not going to be using the Mythic Emulator or anything like that. Just the Iron Sworn book to, to determine everything. The oracles, the random tables, the whole bit. It's all in that book. It's really great. Uh, with one exception, for the Vikingish names, for the sort of more Scandinavian names, the more classic Norse names, um, I'll be using this supplement right here, which is an old uh, supplement for Legend of RuneQuest called Vikings, which is a great supplement. And I believe also the link is, is, is also down there if you want to check that one out. It's, it's great for all things Viking. Now, normally when you start an Ironsworn game, you go over the My World section where you answer a bunch of questions to determine what the flavor of your particular version of the Ironlands is. I've already done that. I'm just going to basically tell you that my version of the Ironlands, as I mentioned in the last episode, is kind of like a fantasy Northern Australia. Uh, not so much in the accents, although that may come up, you never know with me, but more in, in the sort of history of this world. So in this world, uh, a bunch of nations and kingdoms and states and everything basically all agreed at some point centuries ago to send the worst of their criminal elements to exile them to this horrible, horrible northern icy wasteland. But that was centuries ago, and what has happened since is that the, the, the Ironlands themselves have begun to almost magically become adrift from the world. So it's hard to get there, it's hard to find, it's hard to leave. Some people find a way to leave and come back. Arn is obviously one of them, and he has returned. In the Ironlands, there aren't really the gods of the South as we saw. There isn't, you know, the gods of, you know, you won't find, you know, the street of temples like we saw in Hundatora. Basically, the people of the Ironlands look at fate as the god. So people do kind of pray to fate, but they also understand that fate is a is a you know rather deaf uh, goddess, so she does not listen very often. But that's about uh, the closest we get to religion in the Ironlands, as far as the you know Ironlanders themselves are concerned. Magic, magic does exist, but it's it's much 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 less overt than it is in the South. Here, magic works very differently. It's it's only um, largely conducted by uh, mystics, people who have special connections with the spirit world or with the. You know, no one really has an explanation for it. They're considered witches most of the time. They don't burn them at the stake or anything like that. Well, maybe some villages do. I guess we'll find out. We'll ask the oracle tables and see if that's the case. The point is, is that Matt, you're not going to see a bunch of wizards running around hucking fireballs at each other. Arn is composed, as we saw in the sixth episode, I believe, of the supplemental series I did, of uh, stats and assets, basically. Stats are Edgeheart, Iron Shadow, and Wits. Again, all of his, his stats are you know, there on that episode, you can go and check that out. The thing about the assets though, before we gave him Archer, Battle Scarred, and Honor Bound, I talked to Sean, the author of the game afterwards, and he suggested that I add another asset just because Battle Scarred is a kind of asset you take. You don't really give it to a beginning character. You give it to someone to try and mitigate their maimed condition, which Arn definitely has. He has a maimed leg from his uh, encounter with the, uh, the, the creature, the demonic creature at the docks with Simon and Edbert. Oh, so, so long ago now, so long ago. But his leg is maimed, and so uh, he took Battle Scarred in order to mitigate that. But what we're adding is the asset Wayfinder, and Wayfinder helps him, he makes him like a better tracker, basically. Bonds are another thing. When you start a character, you give them three bonds. I'm gonna keep one open and available to sort of determine as we go, but I know for sure that the first bond he has, the first one he's gonna have is with his sister. I just sort of picked a random starting point and I thought it would be interesting to add a, a family member right in. Now a bond doesn't necessarily mean that he's, you know, all lovey-dovey with her. We don't know the nature of the relationship. We just know that they have a familial bond, a historical bond. Now the sister, of course, needs a name. So I'm going to go to our Viking supplement here 
and roll on the female names. Her name is going to be Yorun. I have it in my head that she is a mystic, I, uh, somehow. So that's. I'm just gonna go ahead and start with that. Jorun the witch, we'll call her. Uh, home village is his second bond. This now is where we're gonna go to the Iron Sworn names, settlement names. And I'm gonna come up with a prefix and a suffix. Prefix, 11. Wolf, suffix, 31. Wolfstone. So presumably that's where he thinks he's gonna find his sister. One of the other things you do when you start an Iron Sworn game is that you give your character a vow, a background vow. This is the big story. This is the, the, the big sort of meta narrative of the character, what the character is trying to achieve. I am not gonna give Arn that vow right now. We know he has it. That's the whole reason why he came back to the Ironlands. But I'm not gonna give it to him right now. I want to wait to let that vow emerge in play, okay? But the other thing you do is give your character an initial starting vow. Well, his initial starting vow is, I will return home and confront my sister about the past. In order to get the game going, the first thing he has to do is swear the iron vow. And this is literally taking a knife and cutting his hand or swearing on a piece of iron or whatever. In my conception, it's going to be Arn pulling forth his knife and cutting his hand and letting the blood sort of like drip down his hand and into the icy waters as the ship goes north and he looks forward. He looks forward as the, 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 the cold northern wind is blowing through his hair and you know the, the, the rain is plastering his wispy white hair to his face and such. Sister, I swear by the iron in my blood and in my blade that I will return to you and confront you about the past. I don't know where that past is. We're gonna find out when he gets there. <laughs> Oh, I'll be using this a lot. This is Lodestar. This is, uh, this is just a reference guide for the Iron Sworn RPG. So let's see what happens first. Roll of season two. Here we go. He swears the Iron Vow. He sits there. He cuts the hand. The blood drops into the water and he swears. He adds his heart. He's trying to find his sister and get home. So I'm going to give him the plus one because he shares the bond. So this is uh, 1d6 plus five. He's got a very good chance of doing this. Nine. Okay. Uh, nine. Beats three, but not 10, which means it is a weak hit. You are determined, but begin your quest with more questions than answers. Take plus one momentum and envision what you do to find a path forward. So what I think this means, the captain of this vessel does not know where Wollstone is. And I think the captain of the ve this vessel, as we determined in the uh, opening little movie there, uh, he's sort of unfamiliar with these particular waters. So he doesn't know, he doesn't know exactly where to set Arn down, but he finds a, shallow area up near a shale rocky beach that he can basically pull the long ship up and, and let Arn off. So the, the boat pulls up on the rocky shale. Arn leaps out into the surf. The captain looks at him. I do not know what you hope to find, stranger, but I hope that fate guides your steps. And he kind of pulls his spear up in a kind of salute to it. Arn turns back to him. Thank you, my friend. Hopefully, the Iron Lands are as welcoming to me as you have been. And he trudges off into the wilderness. So, just a bit of system thing here. If he had got a strong hit, I probably would have said that he wound up in like a proper coastal village with maybe even a, a road or up a path, you know, somewhere to really point him on the way. If he had got a miss, I was probably gonna have something horrible happen, like the ship was attacked or something like that, but he got a weak hit, which means, it's kind of a partial success. So Arn winds up on the ragged coast. 
The rain is still falling, the wind is still blowing. And it's not even winter. He knows that Wolfstone is somewhere ahead. Not, not too far, the vow he swore here is a dangerous one. That's sort of the, the, the second most uh, uh, difficult quest on, the, on the, the parameters. He's got the supplies on his back. He's got his bow, he's got arrows, he's got a sword, he's got all the stuff he basically needs. All represented, of course, by the supply track here. Um, so he is going to set off into the wilderness with no real bearing, no real knowledge of where he's going, which means that he is going to, in Ironsworn terms, he is going to undertake a journey. Now, reaching Wolfstone will not fulfill the vow necessarily, because his vow is, I must go home and confront my sister. So even if he does his journey like that, with no problem at all, that doesn't necessarily mean he's fulfilled the vow. There could be all kinds of things that could happen. So let us play to find out, as uh, Sean likes to say. When you travel across a hazardous or unfamiliar land, you set the rank of the journey. I think this is gonna be a dangerous journey. He's not setting off from a community with which he shares a bond, so he does not get the plus one. So he's rolling plus wits. However, he has Wayfinder. When you undertake a journey, take plus one momentum on a strong hit. Just plus two to this roll. The first leg of the journey to Wolfstone. Let us see, he knows where to go. Six. Oh, look at this, fantastic. So not only is this a strong hit, we have rolled a match. A match means something happens, or it's an extraordinary result of something like this. I like to use a match much like I did with the Mythic GM emulator. In other words, something random happens because that's I love that stuff. So this is a great uh, result. So on a strong hit, first of all, when he undertakes a journey because of Wayfinder, he adds plus one momentum. Was it three? Now he's at four. On a strong hit, you reach a waypoint. So I think he's gonna make good use of his resources. He's going to mark progress. Now, when you mark progress on a journey, it is a dangerous journey, which means in this game that you mark two progress. So the question is, what is the waypoint? He's had a few hours of trudging through the woods until finally he reaches, just when it's time to camp, he reaches a waypoint. Well, let us see what that waypoint might look like. The descriptor is 78. It is a flooded, flooded 64. River Ford. Oh, well, actually that makes a lot of sense. The rain, which had been falling, you know, more or less on and off while he was on the boat. As he makes his way, we'll say north, through the woods, through the, the, the rocky woods, away from the coast, the rain has picked up intensity and it has been falling heavier and heavier and heavier until finally he reaches a river ford that is completely bursting its banks. Now this river ford, he knows this is the place to cross. This is a waypoint. This is an appropriate place in his journey. He knows he's on the right track because a river ford is a place where people would cross. There's not a whole lot of people in the Ironlands, by the way, right? Like, so there's not, there's not gonna be big cities around. There's not, you know, it, it's pretty remote. So, you know, get that in your head. But he reaches this flooded, overflowing river for Well, he knows he's reached the waypoint, which is good. But now I think this is a new obstacle for him. He has to cross this ford. He's gonna grab like a, 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 a 
a big branch, a big stick off of a tree and basically use it to probe ahead of him as he makes, as he sort of moves from one kind of slippery rock surface to another, trying to get across this ford. Because remember, this is a river ford, so there are big stones and everything like that where people, you know, and animals and all that kind of stuff would cross naturally. So it shouldn't be too, too difficult to do. This is face danger. This is a face danger move. And he is going to be doing it with agility and precision, which is edge. Yes, his leg is maimed, but that's not going to affect him so much right now because the maim condition has already been built into the Iron Sworn rules for him. He, he has marked a bane which is maimed, and he's, you know, it, it's already taken care of. Nonetheless, he does very carefully uh, limp his way across from stone to stone. Let's see if he does it. He's rolling plus edge, so he's rolling a d6 plus three in this case. Seven over two and not nine, which means it is a weak hit. You succeed, but face a troublesome cost. Yeah, I think what happens is, and this is where his main leg comes into it. So he is moving his way across this flooded ford. The, the overflowing river is rushing past him in a torrent. He's, you know, trying not to slip and fall, but it is in fact his maimed leg that eventually kind of slips out from underneath him. He drops into the water. He's able to grab onto the stones and bits of, you know, uh, uh, bracken and logs and everything that have been piled up over the course of, you know, many, many uses of this ford. But as he does so, I think a part of his pack kind of rips open and some of his very, very precious supplies get taken away down the river, which means that his supply track is going to go from five to four. So he's managed to get across the ford, but we rolled a match. And so what the match is going to mean is a random event. So because it's a strong hit, that means that there's something sort of generally positive. If you got a match on a miss, then it would be sort of the other way around. The action roll is... 29. Hold. 59. Rumor. Old rumor. Okay, I think what this means is he's managed to ford the river with no problem, but hold rumor. I think he runs into somebody. I think he runs into a fellow traveler. Old rumor. Someone who can sort of tell him about what's going on around the area or perhaps give him a general idea as to where he is. Cool. Let's find out who this Ironlander is. So this guy's name is going to be uh, one on eighty-eight. Dari, Dari. And what is Dari? We're gonna go to our character descriptor. Find out a little bit about uh, Dari. Who is Dari? Forty-one. Stingy. <laughs> Fifty-six. A stingy guard. A stingy guard. What is his goal? Dari's goal is 49, to rebel against power. He's a stingy guard who's rebelling against power. I think that he is from a nearby settlement who was relieved from duty. Uh, yeah, I think what happened was is there was some sort of coup in the power structures of the overseer, uh, which is like the, the chieftain, the headmaster, the, the leader of the, the settlement. Yeah, so he used to be part of the overseer's guard of a nearby settlement. But something happened to cause him to leave and basically plan his revenge against the settlement or something like that. What is his current disposition? Now remember, this is going to be a general positive thing for Arn here. So, current disposition is five, which is helpful, so that makes sense. So, what settlement, what is the name of the settlement that Dari is from? A nearby settlement is always handy. It is named 58 and 07 is Swordbreak. Cool. So, as Arn is 
you know, sort of drying off his stuff from having fallen in the water and everything. He looks up and he sees this man emerge from the trees. The man, he's got his scraps of armor on, you know, bits of chain, mostly heavy leathers, that kind of stuff. He's got an ax uh, in his belt. Um, he looks like he's, you know, been out in the woods for a little while. Arn immediately has pulled his bow, but his bow string's a little wet from having been in the water, so it's, uh, it's got his hand on his sword instead, I think. Who are you, stranger? Jari puts up his hands in a non-threatening gesture. You do not need your blade, stranger. My name is Dari. I mean you no harm. I merely come down to the river to refill my water skin. Are you alone? Is he alone? I don't actually know. He might be, you know, part of a group of guards that rebelled against the local leader or something. In this case, we're going to ask the Oracle. I think it's unlikely that he is alone. I think that he's probably with a few other of these guards who who fled the settlement uh, to, to rebel against this new leader that, that came to power. Uh, so I think it's unlikely that he is alone. So one to 75 is no, he's not alone. Uh, 76 or greater is yes, he's alone. And no, he is not alone. I am alone for the moment, but uh, there are others in a small camp near here. I, in fact, I came down to fill all of our water skins. And sure enough, he holds up a couple of extra ones. You are... Uh, Welcome to come and break your fast with us, if you will, stranger. He is helpful. Yes. I seem to have lost some supplies in the crossing of that ford. Any extra food you have would be appreciated. Of course, of course. Come, this way. You know, he's stingy, so he might not have offered the food, but he's also helpful, so, you know, <laughs> you gotta pick one. Him and Arn uh, trundle off through the woods, and they come to a, um, I think, a large uh, bonfire with a number of other soldiers. I think there's a number of other soldiers here. And I think that uh, as as Arn sits down and begins to break his fast with him, I think that uh, I think that they tell him a, 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 a tale of of what has happened to them in their in their settlement of Swordbreak. I think, just based on what we've already rolled so far, I think what has happened is that these guards used to be basically bodyguards of the overseer, so they kept the peace in the settlement. But then something happened where they were cast out of the village. Uh, maybe someone new came to power. Is that what happened? I don't know. It's 50-50. So 51 or more is a yes. Did someone new come to power? 56? Yes. Someone new came to power, and when they did, they dismissed all of the old guards. And the old guards, who had been serving all their lives in this settlement, were outraged. You can't just, you can't just send us away, kind of thing. But this new overseer, this new person that came to power decided, no, 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 I, I'm going to have my own guards uh, protect me. So, that's interesting. I think that this new overseer is in league with local bandits. And I think that, I think that has something to do with it. I'm just gonna, I think that's almost certain. So 11 or more is a yes. 99, yes. Now that is also a match, okay? That's a match, so that's an extreme result. So the overseer is in, is definitely in league with the bandits. Against his will? 50-50. Um, no, not against his will, which means that the new overseer has specifically recruited the help of these other bandits, has come back to town, something happened where he basically kicked out the old guard to install uh, his new retinue. Uh, I don't imagine that the, the villagers were particularly happy about this, uh, but basically these guards have been on, uh, have been ousted and have, have gathered together in the woods to decide, no, this is wrong. They're going to go and take out this, the overseer's guards and, and get their rightful positions back and then probably deal with this traitor overseer. Or is sitting around here with a you know, a couple of these guys. This is, uh, this is Dari. And, uh, these are the other, the other guards. Three of them. Fire there. Stranger, 
We are only three against far greater numbers. The new overseer of Swordbrick. We believe that he is in league with bandits and that these men who have now replaced us as his bodyguards are in fact the same bandits that have been raiding our stores for the past several months. It is our intention to return to Swordbrick. Oust these bandits and this traitorous overseer. That sounds like a noble pursuit. Indeed it is. Perhaps you could join us. The more blades we have, the better the odds of us taking out this villain who has taken over our village. I do not know if I have the time to be able to help you, my friend. I am going off to a place called Wolfstone. Do you know it? Does he know it? I have no idea. Uh, again, I'm going to say 50-50. So 51 or greater is a yes. Does he know it? Zero one. Zero one. He does not know. Because 51 or greater is a yes. He does not know where Wolfstone is. In fact, none of them do. <laughs> I'm sorry, friend R. We do not know this place of which you speak. Of course, in the Ironlands, there's not a lot of great, you know, transportation routes and stuff like this. And communication probably is pretty, you know, slim too. So it's not that big of a surprise that he doesn't actually know. Arn kind of, you know, sighs heavily, <laughs> thinking, I was hoping that this would, you know, somehow uh, uh, help me on my, my journey. But now the question is, does Arn want to uh, stick around and help these guys? Is he in a big hurry? to get home. Well, he's been away for a few years already. I don't imagine another uh, a week or two or however long it's going to take is going to um, is going to make much of a difference. But he does say this, friend Dari, or any of you for that matter. You do not know where the settlement of Wolfstone is, but have you ever heard of Yoron? Yoron the witch. Uh, I, I think because they haven't heard of Wolfstone, it's also unlikely they've heard of Yoron. 86? Okay, so 76 or greater is a yes. So in fact, one of them, this fella here, turns to him. Yorun, Yorun the witch. Yes, I have heard that name before. Really? Do you have any news of Yorun? No, the last I heard of Yorun the witch, she was... Nine, defeat, 92. Loss, defeat, loss, ooh. I don't think that's very good. Torun the Witch. Yes. I have heard that in a nearby settlement there was a powerful witch who was striving to defend her village from some monstrous evil. But it is said that the witch and all who went with her were defeated. In fact, alas, it is said that no one had heard from her since the battle. This is obviously bad news to Arn. <laughs> it could could represent a pretty significant setback. And also what I think it means is that he might be now in a more of a hurry to get home and find out what happened. You should know that Yorun, the witch, is my sister. And my mission is to find her. But if you say that she has been lost after a battle, then I'm afraid I cannot stop to help you. I need to return home and find her. Is there a chance, because that would be interesting, is there a chance that the defeat and loss of Yorun is somehow connected with the bandits that took over Swordbreak? <laughs> Actually, I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> so let's make it likely. The so 26 or greater is a yes result. Oh, 99, and it is an extreme result because we have a match again. So great. What is the connection there? His sister 
went out to fight a monstrous evil. It's a match, so that monstrous evil, I think, was the bandit leader. Ah, yeah, 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 okay. So, I think what it is, we need to give this new overseer of Swordbreak a name. I'm gonna use the Ironlander uh, name generator here. The new overseer is Solana, which sounds to me like a woman. I think Yorun, I think Arn's sister, went out with a couple of good solid warriors to try and confront Solana and the bandits, but they were overwhelmingly defeated, and I think what Dari says. Can you give me a description of this witch? And of course, Arn gives a description of his sister. I'm not exactly sure what she looks like, but the description that he has, he gives to Dari. I remember when Solana came and took over the village and dismissed all of us outright on threat of death. She had with her a number of captives. Among those captives was a woman who looked very much like the person you describe as your sister. Well then, friend Dar, I see that our paths were meant to cross. I will come with you, and I will help you oust this tyrant, this Solana. So I'm not gonna make this whole situation a separate vow. Instead, I'm just gonna roll this into the vow he already has because the sister is already involved. So basically just him coming across this information, I think is gonna count as a milestone, which means that he's gonna be able to mark two uh, marks on the progress track. We have been observing the village for some time, observing the bandits to see how they are patrolling. We believe that uh, we know exactly what their patrol routes are, and we believe that we will be able to find a way into the village without alerting them. So your objective then is to sneak into the village and deal with the Solana without dealing with the bandits? That is what we were thinking, but uh, if you have another idea, we are of course willing to listen. Well, how many bandits are there? It is likely that there are six bandits. 84, yes, so there are six bandits and Solana. Since there are more of them than us, it would not be wise to get involved in a pitched battle with them. So I believe your plan might be a good one. You also know your own village very well. Surely you have friends and family in the village that would be able to aid us. I think that's almost certainly. In fact, I'm not even gonna roll. It just makes perfect sense. I think that this village is basically being held captive by Solana and her bandits. Yes, that is true. I have already been able to get a message to my brother inside the town to tell him when the time is ready to strike. Well then, if my sister is among the captives, I suggest that we strike as soon as possible. Would you be ready to go by tonight? Dari kind of looks at his men. They all share a, you know, a nod with each other. Yes, tonight it is then. And with that, Arn and Dari and the rest of the ousted guards grab their gear, sharpen their weapons, and wait for nightfall to descend, where they will move through the woods towards the settlement of Swordbreak, there to hopefully deal with the bandits and their leader, Solana, the illegitimate overseer who has taken over Swordbreak and also taken Arn's sister, Yorin, captive. What will happen? Will it all go sideways? I think that's probably a very strong chance it'll all go sideways. This is me, myself, and die after all, but <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. Let's find out together next time on Me, Myself, and Die. Thank you so much for returning to the show, or uh, if you're a first-time viewer, thanks so much for coming and, and checking out the show. I hope you do enjoy it, and if you do enjoy it, hit like and subscribe, and don't forget there are links to merchandise for the show if you wanna help the, support the show that way. Um, as well, there's a bunch of links to the drive RPG site uh, down below where you can get all kinds of stuff, including, of course, Iron 
Iron Sworn itself. So thank you so much uh, for joining me here, and uh, we will see you next time on me, myself, and die. Thank you.